welcome, welcome, welcome to season three of What's Next Podcast. And the reason I say season three is because we've had a lull. There's been a gap. <laughs> there has been. We've been off for two months. Uh, I only got um, one like true complaint. Okay. But a, a bunch of people have noticed. But uh, my cousin Lee, who is responsible for our NFL correspondent, Gord, <laughs> okay. he, he wants to know, <clears throat> when are you picking up? Jacksonville's starting to win some ball games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed the victories, and uh, I've made a little chingle on them, except for last week. That kind of sucked. But Does it end this week when the Cowboys play them? Uh, I don't know. The Cowboys look rough Oh, the week. Texans almost beat us. That was terrible. And by us, I mean y'all. <laughs> the Chiefs yeah. look great. We all know you're a Chiefs fan. <laughs> so, been a while since we've been on the old microphone. There's been a lot that has happened. We have both taken journeys. Yeah, I went to St. Louis. I went to Arkansas. You killed ducks. Yep. I got the flu. <laughs> you got the flu. I'm now four for six. Uh, I've been to St. Louis six times. I've gotten sick four. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the fact that Morgan brings friends with germs to your germ-free environment? I think it's literally I get out of this suburban bubble, and then I'm in a city. <laughs> you leave your house. Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> mixing with everybody. Uh, we've now started calling it Dirty Missouri. Ah, yeah, so it's got a little right. nickname. Well, to start this episode, I know you were super excited about an addition to the home in St. Louis. Uh-huh. In your not lake house. Yep. In and my, in my not condo. In your not condo, not lake house. And this new addition is a pizza oven. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. And we made jokes about old the, Smokey. The first couple, we would burn them and then you could use the uh, bottom of the crust to put camo marks on your face. <laughs> right. Like yep. Predator, like Schwarzenegger hunting Predator, which is awesome. But tell me how the first experience went. So if you look at the end product, and if and if you consider the end product the pizza. The actual pizza. Yeah, it turned out good. The like, first one. No, fine. Perfect. Yeah, not, not perfect. I'm having trouble getting the dough crispy. Okay. I can get it cooked, but it's a little chewy. Uh -huh. and, and it's because... Because of the smoke problem I'm having, Dave, you're, I'm afraid to scared. add more fucking logs onto that fire. It's ironic that you have a smoke problem. I, yeah. <laughs> so I have um, I have the full capabilities. It's real easy to get the oven up to about 550 degrees. Okay. But I think I need to deliver 750. Yeah. The egg says 650. So I'll I'll be the first to admit. I'm a little scared to add more logs because the party, I'm looking out, everyone has bloodshot eyes, red. <laughs> oh, several people are crying from the smoke. It was almost like TJ was joking at that concert, like just laying down on the floor, like, I don't think it's too smoky. Everything's fine down here, right? It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, it. So a buddy who, uh, a guy who's become a buddy, he runs the taco shop across the street. Once the fire had died down, he got in there with a flashlight and was looking around. He goes, you see all this soot over here on this right side next to you? And I said, yeah. And he goes, that's where everyone's been building their fires. I build my fire there. He said, you're building it on the other side, and it rolls over that dome, and it's just too much coming right to the opening. Yeah, there's not enough draft. So bring the fire over to the side. That way when it rolls, it rolls over to the other side and not the opening, and it'll spin around a little bit. 
and hopefully heat up, and <clears> then it'll go up the chimney. So the, the flu. Fir- so the first fire when you sent me a text, you put it right in the middle. Yeah, put it right in the middle, right where I could find it, and it came right out the front door. Lots of leakage, Dave. <laughs> I've got. I've, I think I sent you a video of like about. Well, let's say there's 10x soap uh, right. or uh, smoke. I'd say 3x is going up that chimney the way it needs to, and about 7x is going into the house. Ah, so you put three Tide Pods in the washing machine. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when when men come over to the place and I show it to them, they, they go, oh, it smells great in here. And when the lady friends come. They're like, oh, what happened? You got a smoke happened? problem. <laughs> yeah. So... It's weird how something with no furniture in it can retain that much smoke smell. <laughs> but I've had, for two weeks now, I've, as I've been back in Texas, I've had a uh, an air purifier going at 100% capacity in there, trying to clean it all up. Not nearly as bad as when we left pinto beans on the <laughs> oven at 700 Kelvin no. while we worked out and smoked up our condo. Nope, not that bad. That's, that was terrible. I... I, our clothes smelled like that for six weeks. Yeah, if you burn something in your house, you're you're screwed. So, I um I'm, I'm gonna build a fire, tucked in the side where I was explained to. Okay. See how that works. If that didn't work, it's gonna be a cost issue because I'm gonna have to put on something that'll ah, like I guess an attic air, fan type yeah. thing that'll suck that air yeah. right out of there. So you didn't try it again after? No. Well, I got the flu, uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't moving. Yeah. The flu was so bad, Dave, that I watched our beloved Texas A&M Aggies beat LSU. Yep. And I think I described it to you as watching other people's children's videos, right? <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah, your kid plays football really well. This is fun. I couldn't have cared less. Uh, I, I was I, – I, there was a – you know, part of my brain that you enjoyed were trying it. to enjoy. It. Oh my god, I couldn't even cheer. I think Don said she'd pause every once in a while when we scored, waiting for to hear something from my room, but uh, just <laughs> moaning and rolling over. Well, that much like the Alabama game last year was one of the funnest, most relaxing tailgates because there was zero expectations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, zero. Hell, most people didn't even show up. What percentage of LSU fans versus A&M were there? Uh, way low. It was um, compared to prior years. Mm, I bet it was 75% of who normally shows up. Now, there was a bunch that showed up, and they were super cool. Guy taught me how to make um, pasta jambalaya. Yeah. Which I'd never seen. It's Instead of rice, they use pasta. It was really cool. Um. So he stopped by your tailgate? Mm-hmm. No, I walked walked over yeah, his. Yeah, Deets needs lots of walking. So, <laughs> so you're introducing yourself. I went over there. You know, we walk at seven in the morning, and he was already out there. You know, stirring that pot, getting everything ready. I'm to guessing go. the pasta wasn't already in there though. Oh, they probably no, no, had no, that no. real late. Yeah. yeah, no, he was doing his roof. Um, the cool thing about their fans is they know how to tailgate. Yep. And for them, tailgating is not showing up two two hours before the game. He was out there at seven a work in that pot yeah and drinking a beer already a lsu tailgate guarantee has a wooden paddle that stirs something there's definitely a wooden possibly a metal paddle but i've seen mostly wooden yeah well because i would think metal would heat up so wood would probably be a little (laughs) bit better but but yeah when we walk well i've been to two or three lsu tailgates 
And yeah, they always have a paddle. I've got a paddle there. I've yeah. got a paddle over there just in, in, you know, in tribute. But uh, the other thing about, I, I don't know what Eastern discipline it is, if it's uh, jujitsu or one of them uses the momentum of your opponent. So if they punch, you don't try to block it. You try to grab the punch and move it and then get them off balance, okay. right? Um, that's the way an LSU fan is. Like, you can't come up against them. you got to kind of use their momentum against them. So the best way I've found to deal with an LSU fan in a tailgate is to party with them, <laughs> uh, not to talk shit to them. So you earn their respect after eight beers, <laughs> and then they won't make fun of you. Yeah, that's what you're hoping. Okay. Or more you. importantly, won't punch you. That's, oh, <laughs> super important. Yeah. So very relaxed atmosphere. Very, I mean, people were coming by and trying the food, and we were cooking all kinds of fun stuff. And uh, just like last year, I swear it was just like – when there's a piece, that's good. Yeah, and Terry, who sits in front of me, him and his wife, they came over to the tailgate, and he goes. The one with the kid in the band? Yeah. Yep. Their daughter plays clarinet. She's a senior. He said, I think we're going to win. And I was like, dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why. I go, but it feels like last year's Alabama game. So we get in there, and I'll be a son of a bitch if we don't drive down and score a touchdown on the opening drive that we hadn't done all season long. We have punted every single first <laughs> series all season long. I've been there all season long. Did I mention every game? Yeah, I I had heard, I think on Friday, maybe Texags or somebody said, man, the practices, Texas A&M have been really good this week. And I went, what? I go, and now people are coming back from injury yeah. and the flu and all that other bullshit. I'm yeah, like, we had the, everyone had the flu for the Florida game. So lots and lots and lots of LSU fans in the chicken on Friday night. Yeah, I, Very boisterous. <laughs> lots of buying we're tabs. We're going to kick y'all's ass. Uh -huh. and, and it wasn't nearly as friendly as the parking lot the next day. <laughs> but on Saturday night after that game, you could you could throw a dead cat around that place and you wouldn't hit an LSU fan. <laughs> it was none. No, nah, they had to get All on the I road, get back to Houston. Had, they had to get on back to that hotel room and lick the wounds. So I didn't hear shit from my LSU fans or fans, friends, uh, on Saturday during the game or even before the well, game. Or you anything. were on the deathbed. So, But on like Tuesday or Wednesday, I got a couple of texts from guys. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Begrudgingly. Uh, but uh, zero expectations for me. I just assumed we were going to get destroyed. And I figured our entire team after that would be in the transfer portal. But <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's been that bad. No, it's been good. You know, the guys that got kicked off the team, they're in the portal. And there's some other guys that are on the they were on the practice squad and shit like that, which I'm like, dude, Johnny was on the practice squad. You can do one year on the practice squad, but the new NIL and the new transfer portal, it's going to be changed. And what's nice about it, on the flip side of, oh, shit, we're losing people, there's kids that went to Alabama or went to Florida or went to OU or went somewhere else and were like, oh, shit, I don't like this place. Mm-hmm. Now they can come back. And they live used in to Texas. be held hostage. They used yeah. to be held hostage. So, you know, they'd have to just ride it out and hope for the best or, or go down to D2 or something. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was some predictability to it. 
Yeah, they're going to have to get a fan's perspective, but they're going to have to get a handle on the every year. They're going to have to say you get one transfer unless your coach leaves or something like that because every I mean there's this one quarterback, he's played for half the ACC. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, "Good uh, lord, dude." <laughs> well, there's got to be greener pastures over there, oh, Dave. Oh yeah, it's so much greener. Well, speaking of college football, we got to pour one out because I easily my favorite college football coach has passed and and dude I say that begrudgingly because he owned A and M. Yes, with a nine and four record, Mike Leach has the passed away. The only guy that could get me to cheer for Texas Technical. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I posted that and I was like, "It's the truth." Yeah, I started. I bought in. I was all in. The part I bought his book. <laughs> I listened to every interview. I was like, "I love this guy, dude. He's the best." I was talking with Andrew today, and and I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, what are you, David, ta- going to talk about?" I said, oh, we're going to probably tribute Mike Leach at some point. And he goes, I don't know anything about Mike. I was like, oh, man. Good Lord. You've missed out. Yeah. He's amazing. When he when Craig James screwed him out of tech, he went up there to Washington State, and we instantly became Cougar fans. Yeah, where's Craig James now? Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody likes him. He took money to go to SMU instead of Tennessee. I wish he would have gone to Tennessee because then he'd be in Nashville. We wouldn't have to listen to his ass. Then he ran for Congress after he got Leach fired. Fired. No one voted for his ass. He lost to a Democrat <laughs> in Fort Worth. Good Lord. Anyway, he, he and his son, I hope, are having the chicken pox or something. I don't give a shit. But the uh, what's your favorite Mike Leach you know, I I don't know. It doesn't have to be a story, but what's your favorite yeah. thing about him? My favorite thing about him is his infatuation with pirates. <laughs> yeah. And in the book, it's so awesome. And Geronimo. You yeah. Know, the two. But I, the funniest thing I heard today was he, a recruit was in his office, and he's trying to recruit and do whatever. And this guy calls him, and he talks to him for like 30 minutes. Hangs up. He calls the guy back talked to him for about another 15 minutes and the recruit was like who was that he's like i don't know it's a wrong number <laughs> and he was just talking to just him. shooting the shit you know and his his sideline when the sideline reporter who i think is an absolute waste of money yeah i mean they wouldn't have to charge us 49.99 for a pay-per-view if they got rid of i talked to coach leach and he see he doesn't he said say, juice yeah he doesn't say our offense needs to score more and our defense needs to tackle more now he broke down that woman's marriage yeah he goes you need to elope <laughs> and save your parents some money and the other one he goes halloween candy it's mainly about the the gummies i love gummies and that's why europe's great they got all kinds of gummies he's, europe does don just got back from sweden <laughs> with all kinds of gummies he's great uh i think my favorite thing about him was he was the one who got me to appreciate being involved versus committed yep and he explained that by the chicken and the pig yes. <laughs> in their involvement at breakfast. <laughs> he just had a way of talking, man. I, I pour one out for, for my boy. Uh, yeah. When he got fired at Tech, you and I were begging A&M oh, to hire on. him come as come offensive on. coordinator, man. Yeah. Head coach, hell. <laughs> well, <laughs> we had just gotten a new coach, but it would have been nice to have, uh, have, have had him on our side because, good Lord, that guy could coach. So in those two years when in between Tech and Washington State, he had a radio show on XM, mm-hmm. and I listened to it every week. 
and it was in Key West, and he made no bones about it that he was in Key West. And that son of a bitch would set up on his back porch on the beach, and you could hear the waves. And then they would just start talking to him, and he wouldn't reply. And then he'd come back, and he was like, oh, sorry, it was a little hot. I had to go jump in the water. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the show. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, he's so he, great. He just he did what he wanted to do when he yeah. wanted to do it. He, you could all learn a little something. And so Coach they H. would play on that show. They would play a coach's post game, and then they would say true or not true. And so the guy would start talking, and Coach Coach Leach would go, "Nope." <laughs> and what would they would do? Coach and, speak? and our defense would be. He's like, "Yeah, that's true." And, and and we we should have passed the ball. No, you didn't have a chance there. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah, he was he was fucking fantastic. You on your hunting trip? Yes. Did you knock them all out of the sky? We did. We kind of had reverse hunting because it's been rainy this winter, and I would imagine yeah. that's good for ducks. It's been too warm. Yeah, and warm is bad. Um, they finally got some cold what weather. Do they do burrow down in the warm? Well, they just don't. They don't come down. Lethargic. Well, they just don't come. Oh, know, they stay they're where they're from at. north. I yeah. got you. So we got some real cold weather, so we were kind of excited. And usually, opening day in Arkansas is bangers. It's boom, boom, boom. And then the second day, less because they're they're more local ducks. It's ducks that got there early or have been there for a while, and. Uh, so, first day we shot one duck. How <laughs> I many did you see? Uh, a bunch, but they're high. Oh, yeah. But we didn't miss any ducks. <laughs> he shot one, aimed at one. One shot shell, one, <laughs> one duck. <clears throat> so, you know, it's not about Instagram. It's not about piles make smiles. It's about having a good time. But if you only shoot one, it piles sucks. Piles make smiles. That's it's, hilarious. It sucks. So we all went back, and, I mean, we were all still in a good mood because we had two more days to go, and we know, okay, we always have one bad day. That's the bad day. The next day, temperature dropped to 24 degrees, and it was lights out. We killed them. So when the ducks get up in the morning and it's cold, they say, F this, fly south. Uh, Yeah, normally, after they eat, but... They during the day, not the morning so much. They get up, they'll go in and eat, and then they'll get up and say, "We out." Okay. So they're just like people from the Northeast. <laughs> they, they try to get to the beach. <laughs> and what's funny is teal come early, so they go down there, and then teal start heading back up early, and then they get to the cold, and then they stop, and that's when people in Louisiana shoot the teal. <laughs> it's funny, but so second day it was lights out. We had to put some ice heaters out because it was so cold that morning that about a half inch ice, mm-hmm. maybe not quite a half inch, but it was enough to ice over the rice field because it's only about foot and a half deep, right. two feet deep. So we put out these ice heaters, which are just big ceiling fans that you put in the water, which is super safe, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, we get there and this, I mean, this volley comes down and there's we shot six mm-hmm. boom right off the bat and that's hell yeah everybody's high-fiving deets charged out through that ice got them all brought them all back it was awesome we had he, a great time he was the one dog sent for the six yes were there any other dogs on the hunt there were and they had to wait they had to wait 
And uh, I saw the picture with his ice beard and yeah. everything. <laughs> his whiskers were completely iced over like Snoopy. And when he's flying the airplane over in Germany. <laughs> the Red <laughs> when Bear. When he's the Red Bear. <laughs> so that was awesome. Um, and then the other dogs did not retrieve a duck. Oh, no. Yeah. So so Dietz I, was the hero? So Well, Dietz's father was going, ooh. I hope everybody doesn't hate me. <laughs> right. What's going on here? <laughs> so, and it was just, it was all about, they hadn't had enough time to work with them. The dogs were all about the same age. They just hadn't had the time to work with them. They had been with other trainers, but they hadn't worked with their owners. So, so they, they all they held them back. Out. Yeah. Did Dietz pull the pin this time? Dietz only broke one time in three days. I was very, very proud. But we were in a pit, and so he's sitting down more. And he's real close to me, so he has to – it's quite a bit to get away from me. So okay, I didn't even really have to lock him up too bad. But he charged through that ice like a – like uh, Earl Campbell. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – Big thigh muscles. Oh, he's just <laughs> crushing it. And then once he picked the bird up and turned around, he saw all the floating ice, and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> How do I get back? And so then he was kind of like a bronc. Like one of those polar bears out there. He was trying to jump over the ice to get home. It was hilarious. Oh, it took him twice as long to get back. It was so funny. <laughs> he overthought the situation. Yeah. Huh? That's funny. But he uh, he had his vest on. He was warm as could be and brought them all back. I was super proud. Of it. But, boy, he was out. I let him after that. Uh, he got 34 that second day, I think. Something like that. Uh, 34. He got to ride in the Suburban on the way home that afternoon. <laughs> and so I was like, you don't have to ride in the kennel. You get to sit on the leather. You're the champ, buddy. <laughs> That's so Kyle, awesome. So Kyle took a – I said, Kyle, don't take your waders off. He goes, why? I go, because Dietz is going to ride in the truck and he's probably going <laughs> to sit in your lap. I'm going to be in the other truck. <laughs> uh, Kyle, you're familiar with Dietz's kennel, correct? You are the kennel now. <laughs> but at one point, he, Be jumped, the kennel. he jumped up in the driver's seat when we stopped to get some beer. And Kyle's like, look, we got a DD. I was like, oh, if only. If I could teach that guy to keep it the lane. Dude, as much time as you've taught him to like heal and uh, <laughs> you know, sit on that platform and everything else. Oh, got to so learn great. how to drive. So great. So he had a really good three days. And, um. Man, I got to hunt with Kyle, and it was awesome. He was on, I was on, everybody was on. It was a good hunt. It, we didn't miss very many ducks. So, so, but it's been a little warm here in Tejas. Yeah, it but, sucks here. But we might get a little break this week. Yeah, we went two weeks ago out to Chico, Texas, which is Lake Bridgeport area, and we shot three ducks. And when you sit there and only shoot three ducks, it's kind of frustrating. But then you just appreciate. I mean, I've got a picture of Kyle. I mean, of uh, Dietz. I mean, they're both my sons. Let's be honest. <laughs> One more favorite I got than the other. I got a picture of Dietz right as the sun's coming up, and it is super orange. I mean, it looks like postcard orange. Mm -hmm. And Dietz's black-ass head is on there. And uh, I was like, if you don't see that and don't believe in God, <laughs> I mean, that's badass. <laughs> <laughs> it seems supernatural. The... Um, the time that you get to spend with Dietz hunting, yep. do you wish you had taught your previous dogs to hunt? Yes. Yeah, big time. But they don't have the disposition that would allow my patience level. Right. So because he's British, they're much calmer 
like Gus, I mean, you sent me a note the first time you had Gus at your house, and he was like, he follows me everywhere. <laughs> Underfoot. Yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> I go, and Dietz is like that, except for they whimper. The The American lab tends to whimper until they get a little older, and Dietz just never has done that. He's just very quiet, very calm. He wants to please you so much, but he's very chill. So if he needs to go out, how does he just walks to where he needs to go? He just doesn't whimper? Nah, he just walks over to the door. Now, he may hit the door with his nose. Right. Which is kind of funny because at the office, when you open the front door, it goes boom, boom. <laughs> and he can move that glass door just enough to set off the sensor. So it, <laughs> it'll He's got a little bell. I was like, oh, he needs to go outside. <laughs> right. How does, uh, how does Dietz thank you? Like, if he's excited, does he have a way, like, oh, you're welcome. Like, more, uh, Foxy, I said, I almost said Morgan, we're doing the same thing. <laughs> Foxy will nose me with, you know, she'll just nose my calf. Oh. That's her way. No, of he just comes sits right next to me. Yeah, Foxy's, a little, like, Foxy's a little harder to get to cuddle or something. If, if he, uh, once he's super happy, he'll go and shake all the water off away from me. <laughs> oh, nice. Right okay, well, hey, that's a pretty good. Thank you. So, no, he is gold, man. He's doing really, really well, and he's only going to get better. So I got an email uh, yesterday from that training video uh, guy that we, we use, and they want to know, would you be interested in testing for hunting testing, <laughs> and that's getting ribbons and You're all like, of that. Does that mean I'm out of the office? <coughs> uh, yes, I'm I'd in. be interested. So I was like, uh, I'm the most competitive person you've ever met. So <laughs> I would love to do that. So just let me know what you need to know. <laughs> I'm in your parking lot as I'm returning this email. I drive my daughter to Dallas for soccer practice <laughs> at age nine. <laughs> do you think I have a problem driving to no. Lampasas for my dog? Dude, I, I, I would imagine you were pretty excited to get it that was email. Cool. It was cool. Well, everyone's caught up. We're all caught up. All right. Everyone's caught up. We'll see you guys next week. Next week.